Adam and Eve were the perfect people. They were in the perfect environment. And yet, Satan was able to come in and deceive them. We have an advantage that Adam and Eve did not have. Because God has promised to never leave us nor forsake us. And the proof of that can be found in the other promise that he would leave us with a comforter. The seal, the deposit of our salvation, the guarantee. Welcome to Study Verse by Verse online at highlands.us. Pastor Leighton Sheely takes us back to our series on spiritual gifts, and that is what we're looking at. The Holy Spirit that lives within us as a guarantee and the gifts that he attends with us. Here's Pastor Leighton Sheely with today's broadcast of Study Verse by Verse. Paul had the gift of miracles. In Acts chapter 19, it says, God did extraordinary miracles through Paul, so that even the handkerchiefs and aprons that had touched him were taken to the sick, and their illnesses were cured, and the evil spirits left them. And miracles were not limited to the New Testament either, because there are many believers in the Old Testament that had the gift of miracles. For instance, Moses and Elijah and Elisha. The plagues upon Egypt were miracles. They were exceptional. Elijah was the first character of the Old Testament to raise somebody from the dead. And there were many, many miracles that surrounded the life and ministry of Elisha. So I will ask you, do you have this gift? Do you believe that God can do anything. When you, do you love reading about the miracles that are written in the Bible? Do you, do you love hearing about miracles that are taking place all around the globe in our time? And when you hear about them, is your faith increased? Or do you do what so many of us have a tendency to, to do and, and, and question what you've experienced? You know, did it, was that really a miracle or... Is there some other explanation for it? You know, if you've seen a life that is transformed by God, you have seen a miracle. If you, see, if you have seen someone accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and there's an immediately a change that takes place in them, you have seen a miracle. The greatest miracle is when a human becomes a believer, when a rebel becomes a worshiper. Because humans are naturally disposed to resist God, according to the Bible. But God is the God of miracles, and he can save us if we simply call out to him and ask him to save us. He can put marriages back together and families back together. He can help people overcome addictions that control them. And all of these are forms of miracles. Now, the next gift that's mentioned is prophecy. And so we're going to defer on this subject as well as tongues and interpretation because those are dealt with extensively in chapter 14. So let's look at the other gift that's mentioned here, the ability to distinguish between spirits. You know, every Christian needs to have discernment. Uh, The enemy of our soul is the father of lies. He is the master of deceit. And everything that God is for, Satan is against. And everything that God is against, Satan is for. But Satan is conniving. He's deceitful. And he knows how to seduce. Now consider this. Long before there were ten commandments, there was only one commandment. 
do not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And Adam and Eve were perfect people placed in a perfect environment. Those uh, trees uh, did not have pesticides. Uh, they didn't have Monsanto trying to genetically re-engineer them. Those, that was the best food any person has ever tasted in the history of the world. That was before this earth and creation was fallen. And it wasn't like Adam and Eve were hungry. God said, eat of all of them, except for the one tree. And yet, Satan was able to lure that woman and that man into eating of the forbidden fruits. Now, I'm going to suggest something to you. I'm going to suggest that if it was not for God's protection, we would all be toast. Adam and Eve were the perfect people. They were in the perfect environment. And yet, Satan was able to come in and deceive them. We have an advantage that Adam and Eve didn't have. You see, the scriptures tell us that God would come into the garden in the cool of the day and walk with Adam and Eve. And when you read the story, it implies that God wasn't there when Satan came and deceived the man and the woman. We have an advantage that Adam and Eve did not have. Because God has promised to never leave us nor forsake us. He doesn't come and visit us in the cool of the garden. He walks with us wherever we go. We become the temple of God's Holy Spirit. That gives us an advantage that Adam and Eve did not have. Now, Satan, he's very diabolical. And the Bible tells us that God is preparing a lake of fire for the devil and his followers. So Satan's defeat is assured, but the devil wants to drag as many humans into that lake of fire with him as he can probably because humans are made in the image of God, and he hates God. Therefore, he would hate anything that was made in God's image. And he will use whatever technique he can to achieve his goals. The scriptures tell us that there is a great spiritual struggle, a war in the heavenlies. It takes place all around us. There's two sides. There's God and Satan. Now, Satan is not the equivalent of God because Satan is a created being. But on God comes to give life and life abundant. Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. God has angels. Satan has angels. But we call them demons because they are fallen angels. The scriptures tell us that one-third of the angels followed him when he was cast out of heaven. God is truth. Satan is the father of lies. God has teachers. Satan has false teachers. God has apostles. The Bible tells us Satan has false apostles. Those who follow Jesus, who follow God, spend eternity in heaven. Those who follow Satan spend eternity in hell. Sometimes God uses miracles to accomplish his goals, and the scriptures tell us that Satan uses counterfeit miracles to accomplish his in 2 Thessalonians, we find this passage. Now, dear brothers and sisters, let us clarify some things about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and how we will be gathered to meet him. Don't be so easily shaken or alarmed by those who say that the day of the Lord has already begun. 
Don't believe them, even if they claim to have a spiritual vision, a revelation, or a letter supposedly from us. Don't be fooled by what they say. For that day will not come until there's a great rebellion against God. And the man of lawlessness is revealed, the one who brings destruction. He will exalt himself and defy everything that people call God and every object of worship. He will even sit in the temple of God claiming that he himself is God. This man will come to do the work of Satan with counterfeit power and signs and miracles. He will use every kind of evil deception to fool those on their way to destruction because they refuse to love and accept the truth that would save them. So God will cause them to be greatly deceived, and they will believe these lies. Then they will be condemned for enjoying evil rather than believing the truth. Satan is a master deceiver who knows how to package evil to be attractive and enjoyable. And people who live in sin are often convinced that they are free when in in fact they are actually trapped by the enjoyment of their practices. Some people enjoy evil rather than believing the truth. The work of Satan can be done with counterfeit miracles. So not every miracle is from God's kingdom. And the gift of discernment is the ability to distinguish between that that which is godly and that which is from Satan. Now, every spiritual gift is found in Jesus, who is our perfect model. So I'll ask you the question, did Jesus have discernment? And the obvious answer is yes. And there are many examples of it. In Matthew chapter 4, Satan comes to tempt Jesus. Jesus immediately discerns who he is. In two of the three temptations, Satan misuses or twists Scripture, and Jesus uses discernment to put Scripture in its proper context and application. Jesus was also aware that Satan was coming to sift Peter and told Peter, you need to watch out. Now today, many people lack discernment. Even many people that call themselves Christians. I was out this week and somebody came over to me and started a conversation and, and they led the conversation and one of the things they said was, yeah, I don't know what to do, These all these political parties are the same. Well, that's a lack of discernment because the political parties are diametrically opposed. One political party is pro-life, the other pro-abortion. One political party uses the Bible's definition of marriage and family. The other political party wants to redefine marriage. That's a lack of discernment. Of course, the person who came up to me lacks discernment otherwise, too, because the very first thing that came out of his mouth was, um, Pastor, it's good to see you. I can see that you're putting on some pounds. It would have been nicer if they would say something like, you know, Pastor, I can see there's more to love. It's something, you know. <laughs> you know, um, Christians, don't, they, they don't discern it to politicians. If a, if a politician says, God bless America, they assume that must mean that they're a believer. If a television is on, if a, if a preacher's on television, they assume that he spouts a few verses and he must be from God. 
uh, they lack discernment. Every believer needs to have discernment. But there are some believers that have an exceptional gift of discernment. They have internal alarms that go off long before other people. That gift of discernment is really quite important. Paul even tells us in Philippians chapter 1 that he prays that we abound in love with all wisdom and discernment so that we may know what is and approve of what is excellent. This has been Study Verse by Verse online at highlands.us. If you have questions, we'd love to hear from you. Prayer requests, reach out to us. Our desire is to see you grow in Christ. And that's what our times together are all about. Well, tomorrow, we'll continue our look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and spiritual gifts. Join us then as we explore the church body on Study Verse by Verse.